Welcome back once again, Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We are taking you with us tonight down to Costa Mesa, California, uh, a visit to New Directions for Women, one of America's leading gender-specific treatment providers, successfully treating women since 1977. How many have they treated? Well, certainly over 5,000. They are also successfully treating women with children. They can take children who can live right on the premises so there's no separation. Women do not have to choose between their children and and recovery. The children can go with the mom. And they also treat pregnant women in any trimester. NewDirectionsForWomen.org is the website. You can follow them on Twitter at NDFW and on Facebook as well. Joining us in this segment is Emily Barber. She is the first face that I saw when I came into the facility yesterday. She is an alumni recovery support specialist at New Directions for Women. And as I said to her when she sat down, it takes one to know one. (laughs) And she works so well with the alumni here. Tell me a little bit about your story because you went through New Directions for Women back in 2010. That's right. Um, So I came through New Directions for Women. Uh, They do treat pregnant women and women with children, but they also treat just women um, 18 and over. So for me, I was looking for a gender-specific treatment center because of many other issues that I have. I also have some pretty great codependency issues when Mm -hmm. it comes to male relationships. And so my family and I decided it was best that I found a treatment center that was just for women and that focused on women's issues. So I came down here in October 2010, and I was 19, and I was really scared. I'd never been to treatment before. I had a pretty bad alcohol and heroin problem, and I didn't have any intention of getting sober or staying sober, Um, but when I came through the doors of New Directions for Women and the staff, um, seeing the children on campus... Mm -hmm. So you came down basically to take a break. I did, uh, to get the people off my back, (laughs) Um, and yeah, just to take a break. I really... um, I knew that I couldn't do what I what I was uh, doing every day, mm-hmm. but I also didn't know what else to do. <laughs> so right. I was at that uh, that turning point, that jumping and, and off point. And alcohol at that point and heroin were your friends. They were my best friends. Yeah. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, and I started drinking at a very early age. I came from an alcoholic home, so it was one of those situations that it was just so normal to me. It was normal to me to drink every day and not go to school. And um, so the progression of the disease for me, I mean, took me down hard and fast by the age of 19. When did you have your first drink? <sighs> nine. I was wow. nine years old. Mm-hmm. In a little uh, kid's mm. Dixie paper cup. Mm, mm, um, mm. And it was potato vodka. And just immediately I knew. I'd, I'd felt that ease and comfort like it talks about in uh, yeah, the big book of Alcoholics yeah. Anonymous. So oh, my goodness. It was right away. You were off to the races at a very early age. Yeah. When did it start becoming a problem? (laughs) At a very early age. (laughs) Right. The problem was is I didn't see it as a problem. Of course. Other people saw it as a problem. But it got to that where it was just, it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to live the uh, live the fast life mm-hmm. of being a, a drug addict and, a, yeah. and an alcoholic. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you, grew, yeah. you grew up in Portland, a Portlandia? Portlandia, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did. There's um, a little bit of drinking goes on. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. We're very much obsessed with our draft beers. Yeah. And uh, I've never had a legal drink, but I mean, I, I definitely partook in tasting a lot of different types oh, of beers. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, it was... Um, so was this your first attempt, Emily, at treatment? Yes, mm. my first attempt. 
And I got to New Directions, and I will never forget an, an older woman who I thought, number one, I, she was my roommate. I would have nothing in common with her because she was 64, and um, she reminded me of my grandma, and she kind of scared me. And uh, she had looked at me, and she was like, how old are you? <laughs> I was like, oh, 19. I was so scared. She said, well, this is my 10th treatment center. And she looked at me, and she... Um, and I sat down, and I was just, I just didn't want to listen to her, but she said, do it now. You have the rest of your life. Just do it now. What do you got to lose? I didn't have an answer for her. I was like, I guess my miserable way of life is all I have to lose. Mm. And I'll never forget her face. We're not in contact anymore, and I don't know what happened to her, but, she's man. She's in your heart. She's in my heart. She changed everything. She really made me see uh, it doesn't matter what age you are <clears throat> Or where you come from, if you want to start your life over, you can. And at 19, I wanted to do it. So you took the treatment early on in mm -hmm. the process, and, and you wound up staying here for eight months. Yes, I needed a lot of treatment. <laughs> well, you know, th that's the good thing about New Directions for Women, because it's not a cookie-cutter program. It's not a 30-day program. Mm -hmm. It's a program designed based on the needs of the women who come in. Becky Flood always jokes with me that... Um, you know, you come into new directions, and if you want to stay, they'll keep you here forever. <laughs> and so that's how I ended up working back here. Is is uh, Tanya had reached out to me, and Becky had reached uh, out to me, and they wanted me to come back, and I just never left. And I'm sober as a result of that. One day at a time. One day at a time. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, a lot of a lot of people, men and women, who go through treatment, they come in kicking and screaming. They mm. they don't want to be there. Most people do not wake up on a bright, sunshiny day <laughs> and say, "I think I'm going to do something about my addiction today." <laughs> Doesn't work that way. But then they come in, and then they are they are loved back to life. And it comes a point where it's discharge time, and they don't want to go mm -hmm. because they have developed a new family a recovery community, a family of, of love and support, and they are as frightened about leaving as they were frightened about coming in right? because of the treatment and the transformation that happens in a woman's life. Mm. And, and I'm sure that happens here at New Directions for Women. It does, definitely. And, and one of the things I very much appreciate about New Directions is that they held a safe space for me um, to do what I needed to do within, um, within my 90 days inpatient. And then when I went to sober living, they very lovingly started pushing me out the door. <laughs> you know, go back to school, get yeah, a life, get yeah. back into the community, um, get involved in a 12-step program. And that's exactly what I needed. I needed someone to kind of give me that swift kick in the butt with love, of course, yes, but because yes. um, I had to grow up. Because recovery begins in the treatment process. Exactly. But it is a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do not leave treatment cured. <laughs> and not by a long shot. I mean, people think, well, I'll go into treatment for 30 <laughs> days and then I'll be fine. No, that's the very beginning. That's, that's the first stage in that whole recovery process. It's all about living. It's about loving. And it's about, you know, expanding everything. I mean, re recovery is just such a, uh, an incredible way of life. You suddenly surround yourself with people who are living in the solution. Mm. And it, it becomes so good. So you, you get out of treatment. What do you do? <laughs> um, it was it was sort of like being dropped in a bucket of ice water, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> the ice water challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it was. 
Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I was really scared. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I got uh, I got an apartment with some other sober people, and with the direction of my case manager here, we had this really cool sober contract, which I definitely advocate for people who are living with other people in sobriety and early recovery. Um, and basically, what it was is that it was a contract that says if any of us relapse, that we can get out of the lease without any legal repercussions. Because I see a lot of people who end up, you know, with mm. in just in terrible situations. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I did that. Uh, I started going back to school. Baby steps. I took two classes. <laughs> well. And uh, I got myself a part-time job. And, and at New Directions, I always love talking about the fact that, you know, they have wi- uh, children on campus. I'd always wanted to work with kids, but I didn't know in what context. And I honestly didn't think a recovering alcoholic could work with kids. I was like, what if they find out? They're not going to want, they're not going to trust me. And then I realized I didn't have to go around telling everyone I was a recovering alcoholic. So that kind of saved my life. Thank God for anonymity. <laughs> I started going back to school and I found my passion with working with children. And so I, uh, I started working as a nanny part-time and going back to school. And uh, I stayed very active with uh, New Directions alumni. So you stayed down here in Southern California? I did. I stayed. Uh, I came and I stayed. You didn't go back to old people, places, and things? No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> Wise choice. Yes, it was for me. It was the choice I needed to make. Um, I honestly didn't have anything to go back to, and I really wanted to, um, as I said, they, New Directions really pushed me to start being more self-sufficient, and mm. I needed to become less dependent on my parents, less dependent on friends, less dependent on just old behaviors. So the only thing you needed to change was everything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right, which I was okay with doing. And how has the journey been? absolutely amazing. It's just life-changing. So I worked with those kids and nannied for them for four and a half years. They're the light of my life today. I love them. Um, And I started working for New Directions again about two years ago, working with the alumni. I have five and a half years of recovery. Um, I was able to graduate with my bachelor's at over at Chapman and mm. I'm starting graduate school in the fall oh. and that's all because of new directions for women I mean they've really even even though I've I've been able to grow up a little bit it still is is something that I needed a lot of help with and mm-hmm. whether it was being an alumni or being a staff member new directions really has walked me through all of that Emily Barra joining us tonight on recovery coast to coast she is the alumni recovery support specialist here at new directions for women she is um, she is living in the solution 24 hours a day and doing all the things that that are laid out the plan and and when you follow those directions uh, those new directions if you will (laughs) things change life changes and now to say that you're in recovery i mean crap happens and you know i kind of cleaned that up uh but you're you're better able to handle it when you're in recovery Exactly. Um, I have these tools and I have this fellowship and um, and I have a higher power in my life that I can rely on. And I have this super strong foundation of these women that surround me. And when things happen, because things do happen, because I'm human, I really, I get to walk through it and I get to do it with a sense of humor, which is my favorite part about recovery today. Yeah, yeah. We are not a glum lot. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Emily Barber joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. As an alumni recovery support specialist, what do you do? <laughs> I know. That, that title is great. So I, I wear a lot of hats. But essentially, my biggest passion is just working with the women and making sure that they feel supported uh, when, they, when they leave us physically. Um, you know, I... I organize and engage with them when it comes to events. We have, like, we just had an Easter brunch where we had a, 
you know, the Easter Bunny come and visit the kids and an Easter egg hunt and a lot of food. Um, you still believe in the Easter Bunny? I sure do. <laughs> Don't ruin my dreams. <laughs> and, and so I get to do events and things like that, and that's a lot of fun. I also do a lot of this stuff while the women are in treatment. Like I said, my foundation comes from the 12 steps, so I do a lot of work with them. And I do something called the 12 Principles Workshop, mm -hmm. which is created by Dr. Patrick Carnes, which mm -hmm. has completely transformed my sobriety. I love Patrick Carnes. Oh, yeah. He has done so much in, in, in the area of sexual addiction. Yes. Oh, my goodness. He's one of the one of the real leaders in that movement. Good he, guy. He's yeah. amazing. And also just doing a lot of work around, um, especially with the moms and their kids, uh, guilt and shame, mm -hmm. forgiveness workshops, really just focusing on, on how we can learn to love ourselves again. So I love doing that while the women are in treatment. And then when they leave, I also do a lot of work with follow-up. And I do um, an outcome study, which is very much, I follow them up at uh, 30, 60, 90 days, and then six months, a year, and two years. Wow. Um, yeah. What have you found out? I found out a lot. <laughs> um, the biggest correlation is, you know, obviously, like I've been talking about a lot, are people who stay engaged in 12-step programs, whatever that might be, including Celebrate Recovery, which mm -hmm. is huge in this community, is that they stay sober. Mm -hmm. um, I also found, very interestingly enough, which is another thing that the Betty Ford Center, we kind of took from them, is that people who go home, who, who have to return back home after treatment, if they go to a meeting within the first 24 hours of being back home, they're more likely to stay sober. Wow. Which is pretty cool. It's very cool. When you think of I mean, because I mean, you start right away. That setting, transitional meeting, right. absolutely. Setting the tone. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. And then, you know, the activities in the organized alumni. And as I mentioned off the air when we were chatting, that one of the things that I look for in a good treatment program is a solid alumni program. I don't want to be involved in a program that treats and releases. Right. You know, and they're more concerned about filling that next empty bed than than caring for the person who just left the treatment program. Uh, and, and it's important. Now, what about the people who go through treatment here at New Directions for Women and they live on the East Coast or down South or maybe even in another country? Right. So um, so I keep in pretty regular contact with them. We also have something called Sisters in Sobriety. I um, love that title. Oh, <laughs> right? my goodness. Where over the years we have alumna that we've kept in contact with, and yeah. we get to connect one with, an, with another. And we just did actually one of our girls is returning back to Wichita, Kansas, and I had three alumni that are in the area within about an hour and a half that I called and asked if they were willing to uh, you know pick her up and take her to her first meeting, uh, have uh, coffee with her. Um, and just be that sober point of contact. Mm -hmm. And the women really truly feel like they're being just loved and their arm, like our arms extend yeah. wherever they might be. And on the East Coast, we also have some, uh, some outreach people over there. Um, I work with a woman named Mary Beth, and she's pretty wonderful. She works mm -hmm. for us, and she does a lot of East Coast stuff, and she's yeah. meeting with alumni on a weekly weekly basis. Wow. And there's always things that uh, to do to connect and reconnect people with the process. I mean, with 5,000 women going through treatment, obviously not everybody is active as an alumni member, but a lot of them know that you know, they, they can call here. They can reconnect if need be. And even not only in difficult times, but in uh, joyous times as well. That's right. We love to share in, um, in, in both of those things. Yeah. And we love to celebrate together and we love to grieve together. And, and that's what we're here for. And, um, I think a lot of, 
like you said, it's a, it's a huge amount of people that have gone through our program, and it can seem a little overwhelming for me, but what I always like to envision is um, that the women who truly get into their sobriety, they love to be of service. Yeah. And so I just tap into that and yeah. just service in any capacity, yeah. whether it's being a sober point of contact or putting on the Easter Bunny costume to play with the kids, whatever it might be. I think women really love to give back to, to other women at New Directions. You know, I always, uh, I've always said in this field, and I've been in this field for a long time, the bright side of addiction is recovery. Mm -hmm. And that recovery is, is the magic, and that's where it happens. You know, I tell people, go to an AA meeting, go to an open meeting, and, and just feel the love, mm -hmm. feel the support, and listen to the laughter. Right. I mean, like you said, we're not a glum lot. Right. Emily Barber is the uh, alumni recovery support specialist. She does a lot of things here. And uh, uh, she is uh, a woman who went through treatment here back in 2010, stayed here for about eight months, and, and now is back uh, sharing her experience, strength, and hope in a very positive way. And, and she is certainly living proof that with recovery, anything is possible. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Emily Barber joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. We are down here in Costa Mesa, California at a great treatment program. It's New Directions for Women. You can find them online, newdirectionsforwomen.org. We're going to take a short time out. Back with more right after this. I'm Neil Scott. Thanks for being with us tonight.